1: Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Café. Today, I'm hosting Dr. Barbara Hort, a Jungian counselor and author of Hollow Crown of Fire, a discovery of meaning in the coronavirus pandemic and its predecessors. I'm speaking with Barbara at her home by remote connection. Barbara, welcome to the New Dimensions Café. Thank you very much, Justine. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you. You know, the coronavirus or the Corona COVID pandemic is changing the world, changing our lives in ways that we hope to be positive and important and enduring. But because we all know it's very hard to see change when we're right in the middle of it. So what is your advice to how we might use this pandemic in ways to produce what we hope to be a wholesome future.
2: That's an excellent question. In my book, obviously, I talk about the fact that it's hard to see into the future, but a lot easier to see into the past, and we've faced global pandemics before and there is actually a lot to learn from them. So that's part of what I've done is to compare this pandemic to the four of the big pandemics of history and Some of what we find is, I have been told by other people who've read the book, reassuring that big and positive changes can actually emerge from a pandemic Uh, in a cultural sense and societal sense. Frequently, those take a long time. But I think it's helpful to know that good things can come out of a lot of death and a lot of suffering. And if we know that, it does give a sense of meaning and context, and that reassures us. Also, what we can see when we look at the historical pandemics is a consistent theme in the literature and the myths of those times about how people are interested in stories where there is a descent into darkness, into uncertainty, into fear, into everything being different. And in, you know, one of those would be like Dante's Inferno, where Dante goes down into hell, basically into the inferno and then through purgatory and into out through the paradise. But in that descent, people and there's several myths like this, in that descent, the person who is descending finds a new truth, a new form, kind of like the caterpillar going into the chrysalis and dissolving and coming out as a butterfly. And that we each can do now in our lifetimes. So I think if we perceive these lockdowns, these descents, these times of sometimes real despair, anxiety, and depression as a time of metamorphosis, of dissolving and reforming, and it's the same cells but a new form, I think that can really help us through what can feel like uh, a very lost time. But in fact, there, there, there are... Models and predecessors for what we are going through, and I think they can help guide us through our versions. Each of us has in his own version of what we're living right now.
1: I know that in your work, you do Jungian counseling, and all of your work, and working in theater and storytelling as well. That there in that whole Jungian philosophy. That going down in that shadow work, going down into the myth of Persephone, going down to Hades, there are gifts. So I know that you really encourage us to look at those gifts or at least open ourselves up to the signals of the gifts that we might receive Uh, in this pandemic. And I just want to mention, you know, already there are thousands of people right now who have left old jobs that are not fulfilling and they're creating new ones. We're starting to see a little glimmer of that butterfly that wants to emerge.
2: Well, I think you're absolutely right. We are seeing a lot of that butterfly effect that there are people Many people who have said, okay, you know, again, to quote the poet Mary Oliver, doesn't everything die at last and too soon? What is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? And when we are faced with a great deal of death or fear of death or possibility of death, that death is a great teacher and says, well, what is it you want to do? What are your priorities? The same thing is true, you know, when people joke about the Jungians, it's like always oh, have to go to the darkness and the shadow but it's true that in all the great the fairy tales and and including the movies now you know the, the whole marvel comics world a lot of what is of value is coming from darkness and transformed characters and you know the darkness is what gives shape to the light otherwise we don't we can't see anything unless there's edges so i think that Ours is a culture, particularly American culture, that puts a lot of emphasis on light. Western culture in general, certainly the electronic culture, a lot of emphasis on light. And it is when we look creatively, productively at darkness that we can really find treasure. It it takes some training and it takes courage. But when we look into it that way, then we do find new possibilities. And I think that's what these butterfly lives are showing us. It's like, okay, they feel that they've lost everything. Everything is to change. But from that down, down there under their place is new possibility. That is historically what pandemics have done. And I think this pandemic could be just like that too.
1: I believe that in history, if things are are not in chaos or in struggle or something comes up like a pandemic, nobody's going to want to change anything. <laughs> but when it becomes liquefied, as it is right now, culture is kind of liquefied. I mean, economics, um, environmentally, culturally, you know, all sorts of ways, socially, and as human beings, we're uncomfortable with uncertainty. Like, we've been sheltered in place for several years. I'm having a hard time re-entering. I cannot go back to the way it was. I still wear a mask when I go out in public and go grocery shopping. And I still make decisions about whether I'm going to go to a concert in a hall filled with people or not. And I often say, no, I'm not going to do that. So that re-entering process is very slow for me. And I'm taking like baby steps. (laughs) (laughs) How is it for you? The same. What I have said to people, I think for myself, is
2: that we think it's only because of the coronavirus and flu. and But I think actually that it is because... What we have learned in our sheltering times is that there are a lot of things we don't want to engage anymore, that there are a lot of kinds of energy, contact, experience that we had armored up for. I used to have to fly a lot. And it's like, you know what? I, I just had it with TSA. I mean, God bless them, but, you know, I just don't want to do that as much as I used to. And maybe large gatherings of people, meetings, you know, all of that stuff. When people think, oh, it's because of the virus. It's like, you know, isn't it kind of nice to hide behind your mask? Even if there is no danger of virus, you can mutter to yourself in the grocery store. Even if there's no one around you, it's not about the virus. It's about having a sense of shelteredness metaphorically, right? And I think that a bunch of what we are facing now is like, oh, maybe I do want more shelter. There are 8 billion of us on this planet right now. We have never been so packed in as we are now. And it only makes sense that we would want a little more personal space, and more time, just calm, quiet, whatever. So just jumping back out into the mainstream may be something we don't want to do, even if there were, poof, no coronavirus tomorrow.
1: Yes, it's occurring to us that we do need more personal shelter space. And in that shelter, there's time, there's a kind of quietness that helps to see the signals of some gifts that want to emerge. At least that's my experience. And I'm just starting to see maybe just little glimmers of things wanting to emerge that seem to be gifts that I haven't noticed before. Yes,
2: lying fallow. I mean, that's why we let the field lie fallow is so that it can regenerate itself. You know, if you just plant and plant and plant and plant, then the field becomes barren. And so do we. In China, there's this whole movement. I think it's called taiping the flying flat right Where these young people are like i'm not going to work as much anymore i'm not going to work 70 80 hours a week i'm just not so it's happening there too not just here where we have just put our pedal to the metal for way too long and now we need to have that time where we're just inert and just letting things bubble up for us and being creative being quiet
1: So maybe nature is helping us along by creating this virus and releasing this virus into the world to say, okay, humankind, you know, slow it down, stopping us in our tracks, so to speak. So in that way, it's a gift of nature as devastating as it is.
2: Yes. I am a person who has great reverence for nature. So I want to say that on the one hand, I'm sort of a pagan, really. On the other hand, don't want to put too much intention in nature. There are just the rules of nature. Nature operates as it does. And it's entirely possible this was a lab accident that human beings helped create this virus. So let's not forget, you know, that we may have had a hand in this at the same time. Things happen and many people have died. Millions of people have died. Millions more have had their lives terribly hurt. Terrible pain and loss and trauma and fear, many things, the tidal wave of anxiety and depression right now, we haven't even begun to engage that. And at the same time, other things may have happened that aren't all bad. And you can't balance those books. It's impossible to balance them. And at the same time, it's important to look at both sides of the scale and say, Mm -hmm. both things can be true, horrible loss and pain and light also in there and both are true
1: it's like the yin and the yang it's just always part of a whole barbara i'm just so grateful to you for what you've done in this writing hollow crown of fire and bringing forth the lessons and the changes that have occurred through other pandemics as we're right in the midst of this one and not knowing quite what the change is going to look like yet, but getting little glimmers. Thank you so much for being with us today. I've been speaking with Dr. Barbara Hort, a Jungian counselor and author of Hollow Crown of Fire, A Discovery of Meaning in the Coronavirus Pandemic and Its Predecessors. And to find out more about her work, you can go to her website, Barbara Hort. Dot com, And she spells her last name H-O-R-T, Barbara hort.com Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, NewDimensions.org, where you'll find over 1,700 programs in its archive. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please do join us again.
0: You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org.